Welcome to Songs of Praise from 3ABN Australia Radio.
unsatisfied with just a cottage below, a little silver and a little gold. But in that city where the ransom will shine, I want a gold one that silver lined. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old. And someday yonder we will never more streets that are pure as gold Though often tempted tormented and tested and like the prophet my pillow a find here no permanent dwelling I know he'll give me a mansion my own I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow Someday under, we will never more wander, but walk the streets that are pure as gold. Don't think me poor or deserted or I'm heaven bound I'm just a pilgrim In search of a city I want a mansion A harp and a crown I've got a mansion Just over the Showers 
This is Songs of Praise, brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio. There's a story that's been told of a man whose heart was cold, and for the love of wealth and honor, his master's life was sold. And though we've all heard the story of his desperate search for glory, do we see?
not betray my Lord. I'll not betray my Lord. I'll not betray my Lord. For all the riches in the Close with thy fire. 
Beat you and stand. 
you're listening to Songs of Praise. Who is on the Lord's side? Who will serve the King? Who will be His helpers? souls to bring who will leave the world side who will face the foe who is on the Lord's side who for him will go by thy call of mercy by thy grace divine we are on the Savior, we are thine. Jesus, thou hast taught us not with gold or gem, but with your To which I've never Where I've never been before No sad goodbyes Sad goodbyes will there be spoken For time won't
He's able to redeem the lowest sinner. I know because he reached way down to me. I've tried, I've tried, but I still can't find the depths of the Father's love. I've looked, I've looked every place you can look, but I couldn't find an end to the friend from above. I've searched, I've searched all over this earth, but there's nothing that compares to his touch. I've tried, but I still can't find the depths of the Father's love. I've tried, I've tried, but I still can't find the depths of the Father's love. I've looked, I've looked every place you can look, but I couldn't find an end to the friend from above. I've searched all over this earth, but there's nothing that compares to his touch. I've tried, but I still can't find the depths of the Father's love. I've looked, I've looked every place you can look, I've searched, I've searched all over this earth, I've tried, I've tried, but I still can't find the depths of the Father's Listening to 3ABN Australia Radio's Songs of Praise. In the moon. 
But I think of Jesus Since I found in him a friend so strong and true I would tell you how he changed my life completely He did something that no other friend could do All my life was full of sin when Jesus found me All my heart was full of misery and woe Jesus placed his strong and loving arms around me And he led me in the way I ought to go No
blessing, redemption from sin he offers thee. Look to Jesus and receive a blessing, there is life, there is joy and victory. Thank you. 
been listening to Songs of Praise, a production of 3ABN Australia Radio. Welcome to 3ABN Australia Radio's book reading program. The book, The Ministry of Healing by Alan White, provides sound counsel regarding holistic health. It covers all aspects of living that contributes to good health like cheerfulness, fresh air, exercise, diet, and positive relationships with other people, to name a few. Crucial also is a personal relationship with our Creator, who gave us life and everything we need for health and happiness. In this book, Alan White deals with sickness of the soul and the healing balm to be found by trusting God in all things. Written in simple, beautiful language, ministry healing will point to a life full of joy and happiness, a life connected with the source of healing power. Let's join our book reader, Rosalie Ricards. Hello, this is Rosalie and I'm reading from the book Ministry of Healing by Alan White. Continuing Chapter 36 danger in speculative knowledge. Neither by searching the recesses of the earth, nor in vain endeavours to penetrate the mysteries of God's being, is wisdom found. It is found, rather, in humbly receiving the revelation that He has been pleased to give and in conforming the life to His will. Men of the greatest intellect cannot understand the mysteries of Jehovah as revealed in nature. Divine inspiration asks many questions which the most profound scholar cannot answer. These questions were not asked that we might answer them, but to call our attention to the deep mysteries of God and to teach us that our wisdom is limited, that in the surroundings of our daily life there are many things beyond the comprehension of finite beings. Skeptics refuse to believe in God because they cannot comprehend the infinite power by which He reveals Himself. But God is to be acknowledged as much from what He does not reveal of Himself as from that which is open to our limited comprehension. Both in divine revelation and in nature, God has given mysteries to command our faith. This must be so. We may be ever searching, ever inquiring, ever learning, and yet there is an infinity beyond. Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, and meted out heaven with the span, and comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure, and weighed the mountains in scales, and the hills in a balance? Who has directed the spirit of Jehovah, or being his counsellor has taught him? Behold, the nations are as a drop of a bucket, and are accounted as the small dust of the balance. Behold, he taketh up the isles as a very little thing, and Lebanon is not sufficient to burn, nor the beasts thereof sufficient for a burnt offering. All the nations are as nothing before him, They are accounted by him as less than nothing and vanity. To who, then, will you liken God? Or what likeness will you compare to him? Have you not known? Have you not heard? Have it not been told to you from the beginning? 
Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he that sitteth above the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers, that stretcheth out the heavens as a curtain, and spreads them out as a tent to dwell in. To whom then will you liken me, saith the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high, and see who has created these, that bringeth out their host by number, and calleth them all by name, by the greatness of his might, and for that he is strong in power, not one is lacking. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, My way is hid from Jehovah, and the justice due to me is passed away from my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God Jehovah, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is he weary. There is no searching of his understanding. Isaiah 40, verses 12 to 28. From the representations given by the Holy Spirit to his prophets, let us learn the greatness of our God. The prophet Isaiah writes, In the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is Jehovah of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory, and the foundations of the thresholds shook at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is he, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King, Jehovah of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphim to me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar, and he touched my mouth with it and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin expatiated. Isaiah 6, verses 1 to 7. In Jeremiah 10, verses 6 and 7, and Psalms 139, verses 1 to 6, it says, There is none like unto thee, O Lord. Thou art great, and thy name is great in might. Who would not fear thee, O King of nations? O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I get up. You understand my thoughts afar off. You compassest my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue But lo, O Lord, you knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid 
your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Great is our Lord, and of great power his understanding is infinite. Psalms 147 verse 5 The ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. Proverbs 5.21 He reveals the deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth in him. Daniel 2 verse 22 Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. Who hath known the mind of the Lord? Or who hath been his counsellor? Or who hath first given to him and shall be recompensed unto him again? For of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory for ever. Acts 15 and verse 18 and Romans 11, 34 and 36. Unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach to, whom no man hath seen, nor can see, to whom be honour and power everlasting. 1 Timothy 1, 17 and chapter 6, verse 16. Shall not his excellency make you afraid and his dread fall upon you? Is not God in the height of heaven? And behold the height of the stars, how high they are? Is there any number of his armies, and upon whom doth not his light arise? Great things he doeth, which we cannot comprehend. For he says to the snow, Fall upon the earth. Likewise to the shower of rain, and to the showers of his mighty rain. He seals up the hand of every man, that all men whom he has made may know it. He spreads abroad the cloud of his lightning, and it is turned round about by his guidance, that they may do whatsoever he commandeth them upon the face of the habitable world. Whether it be for correction or for his land, or for loving kindness that he cause it to come. Hearken unto this, stand still and consider the wondrous works of God. Do you not know how God lays his charge upon them and causes the lightning of his cloud to shine? Do you not know the balancings of the clouds, the wondrous work of him who is perfect in knowledge? Can you with him spread out the sky, which is strong as a molten mirror? Teach us what we shall say to him, for we cannot set our speech in order by reason of darkness. And now men cannot look on the light when it is bright in the skies, when the wind has passed and cleared them. Out of the north cometh golden splendor, God hath upon him terrible majesty, touching the Almighty. We cannot find him out. 
He is excellent in power and in justice and plenteous in righteousness. Men do therefore fear him. Who is like unto the Lord our God, who dwells on high, who humbles himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in the earth? To be continued. Join us again next time when Rosalie Rickards continues reading from the book The Ministry of Healing here on your station, 3ABN Australia Radio. hope you enjoy the short presentation of how God led his people after the Reformation from lineagejourney.com. Ellen Gould Harmon and her twin sister Elizabeth were born on November the 26th, 1827 in the town of Gorham, Maine, about 12 miles west of Portland. The state of Maine has named her birthplace a historic site, even though there is some question today over the exact place of the house. Her father, Robert, was a hat maker, and this was the family business. Acting upon the information that hats sold for a much higher price in the South than the North, he headed down South to the state of Georgia. Whilst he was gone, though, something tragic would happen. Ellen and Elizabeth attended the Brackett Street School. The building stands behind me today, although it's no longer used as a school. And one day whilst walking home, they were shouted at angrily by a bigger girl. Sensing trouble and wanting to avoid it, they started to run. And whilst running, Ellen turned to look and in that split moment, a rock smashed her in the face. Despite bleeding heavily and fainting several times, she made it home and a doctor was called for immediately. The first doctor said that she wouldn't live more than a few days. Another one suggested that they put some silver wire in her nose to maintain its shape, but in the end, nothing was done. She lay unconscious for three weeks, and when she finally regained her consciousness, she had no recollection. Her face was forever changed, and when her father returned from his trip down south, painfully for Ellen, he did not recognize her at first glance. Ellen had to put it with ridicule and name-calling from the children in her neighborhood and struggled to read when she went back to school and eventually she had to leave school. The course of her life would take another massive turn when a popular preacher, William Miller, came to town. Her family were Methodist and they went to hear him preach at a church on Casco Street, Portland. They heard him speak convincingly and passionately about the soon and imminent return of Jesus. It seems almost strange today to think that this was a radical new teaching. They embraced this message, and for this reason, they were disfellowshipped from the Chestnut Methodist Church here. Not because anyone questioned their morals or Christian life, but simply because they embraced the message of the soon return of Jesus.
Ellen was 17 years old on October the 22nd, 1844, when Jesus did not come and they experienced the great disappointment. Her twin sister Elizabeth and her brother Robert would lose their faith in Jesus' soon return in the coming weeks, though Robert would later regain it. And so God ordained that out of obscurity from a small town in Maine, in the northeasterly tip of the United States of America, something great would emerge. Despite suffering terrible injuries that would have hindered many other people in life, despite a lack of education, facing ridicule about her appearance and faith, God would use her to impact the world. And so today, no matter how small or insignificant our background or experience may be, God is looking for humble vessels that He can use. May you be one of them. To view more episodes in this series, visit lineagejourney.com.